athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. You've got it locked to the dopest show on radio. This is Boxer Row. I am your host, Donald Ware. The National Football League is underway, got underway on Thursday. The Cowboys and the Buccaneers got together. We're going to talk a little bit more about that game or may talk a little bit more about that game uh, throughout the course of this broadcast. It's going to be mostly National Football League talk today here on the program. As a matter of fact, we're going to be joined by Steve Weich of NFL Network. Steve Weich of NFL Network going to join us on the program to talk some National Football League. If you've watched the NFL Network, you have seen Steve Weich. As a matter of fact, he also did a couple uh, did a couple of games, a couple of preseason games this year, some color commentating on a couple of preseason games, which is something new for him. So we'll talk with Steve Weich of NFL Network here on the program. And I'm looking forward to that conversation. Want to ask him specifically about some teams and we may ask him about your team. As a matter of fact, we have about six radio stations or so, six or seven radio stations uh, that are in National Football League markets. So we definitely may hit on your team today here on Box to Row. As a matter of fact, before we end the program, we have a new radio station uh, to welcome, as a matter of fact, to the Box to Row family. So listen. What, what do you think? Like, if I'm looking at these divisions, like if I'm looking at the AFC East uh, this year, is it definitely the Bills' division to lose? I mean, the Patriots look like they're going to be pretty good. We'll see what happens with Mac Jones. I mean, I think if Mac Jones is decent, right, or solid, he's going to make some mistakes. He's a rookie, right? But if he's solid, the offensive line should be pretty good. He's got some weapons, to work with he's got a running game but I think the key for the Patriots is that defense um could the Patriots challenge I mean certainly they could challenge I mean I think the Bills are the team to beat Josh Allen's got weapons all over uh the place including with Joshua Diggs that that defense of the Bills is really really good you know I need to see for me from what I saw last year I thought the Bills were good um, I, I, the division was was not very good. Like the, the the Dolphins weren't that good. I mean, they should be improved this year. You know, the Patriots are going to be improved this year. The Patriots aren't going to be the Patriots of two three years ago, or really the last twenty years, right? But I thought the Bills were good. But yeah, you know, I need like I'm not. I, I wasn't 
Like I'm, I wasn't super sold on the Bills uh, last year, right? So I think I need to see them take it to another level. And if they can do that, then I think, you know, they'll be really, really good. I mean, I think the Patriots ultimately can still make the playoffs uh, in spite of anyway. I look at that AFC West. I mean, who's going to – can San Diego – Right, with Justin Herbert at quarterback. I mean, I think Justin Herbert gets a big test on Sunday at Washington. You know, I think if you're Washington, I mean, you need to throw some things at Justin Herbert that he hadn't seen at all last year. Right, and I think, you know, you look at Ron Rivera's a defensive-minded coach, Jack Del Rio as the defensive coordinator, been a head coach in the league before. It's a a top-three defense in the National Football League, Right. Justin Herbert, I mean, he had a, a a really good rookie year and against some really good teams. Can he do it to start the season? Would there be a sophomore jinx on Justin? Like, is he is he as legit as he looked in his rookie season? And with that being said, not just against the Washington football team, but the Chargers as a whole. I mean, they've got some weapons, right? Uh, can they challenge the Chiefs? Probably not. The Chiefs should be much improved. I mean, like, can, and that's saying something because the Chiefs were very good last year. Just in the in the Super Bowl, everything sort of fell apart. I like the like I like the Broncos. I mean, I, I like the Broncos to be much improved. I I like Drew Locke. Like I know they're gonna go with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's got to have a short lease because that was a tight battle that that Bridgewater ultimately won. I saw Drew Locke enough last year to make me think that this could be your guy. They've had quarterback problems in Denver. Like, you look at that season that they that the uh, uh, that ultimately the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Like, if they had any semblance of a quarterback the next couple of years, they would have been right back in the hunt, if not, Back in the Super Bowl, like you wasted some years with Von Miller. Like you really, like the Broncos have really wasted some years with that gentleman, one of the best in the league and really one of the best to do it in terms of rushing the quarterback. So I think the Broncos are going to be competitive. Can the Chargers sustain, take a next step to what they were able to do last year and challenge the Chiefs? Will Oakland be better? Like Oakland... Maybe okay, what, 8-8 eight eight record last year? But, I mean, in the AFC West, to me, that's the last team in the AFC West. Everybody can't win. So, you know, I I, I don't know about the Raiders. I mean, they, they'd be the last team in that division, you know, as far as I'm concerned. I want to look at these divisions. I want to look at some of the matchups on Sunday. I want to talk, you know, uh, uh, Cowboys uh, and uh, also Buccaneers today on the program. Your thoughts. Join us on the conversation. As a matter of fact, let's talk some National Football League today on the program. Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Thank you to all of the outstanding affiliates around the country that carry BoxToRow. Those that listen to us on SiriusXM Channel 141 and those that listen to us around the world at BoxToRow.com. You know, I look at this AFC North, unbelievable. Like, the AFC is so loaded. I look at, like, three teams 
are not going to come out of any division. I, I don't think there are three teams in the AFC East anyway. Um, I, you know, obviously the Bills, the Patriots. I, I mean, maybe the Dolphins are better, but they're not coming. I don't think they're they're coming out for a wild card. Um, in the West, it's the Chiefs, and 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 potentially the Broncos, and the uh, or the Chargers. I don't think both. That AFC North is rugged, man. I mean, you look at the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers. The Bengals aren't going to be. I mean, Joe Burrow may come back, but I don't. You know, the Bengals aren't there yet. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson. I mean, how? You know, he had the MVP season a couple of years ago. Last year, not so much. I think he dealt with some injuries also last year. Um, you know, he's got you know a couple of weapons now. To throw the football to, I mean the, I mean they that 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 was a major injury um, at, at running back uh, in the preseason for the Ravens, but I, I, I mean it, it was a setback, no doubt, but it's not the end all be all because they're still going to have a good offense and their defense is absolutely tremendous. But I, I need to see Lamar Jackson um, be able to. He, I, I think he is a solid passer. You know, he's like a 50-50 guy can run can pass I need to see him pass more and I think he can right so does he does he take it to another level the Steelers I think are going to be really really good they're going to be better right the offensive line hopefully they've gotten that situation together Nigel Harris right the running back out of Alabama is going to make for a formidable running game even though he's a rookie he's going to be it's got to be better than it was last year I think Roethlisberger was doing well when the running game was solid Steelers started out 11-0 and just went downhill from there. They didn't, you know, Ben didn't have time to throw the football. Uh, you know, he wasn't as accurate as you would like for him to be, but I think I think he's going to be really good this year. You look at the Browns, like the Browns have the talent, right? Um, Baker Mayfield, like is he going to, you know, next level, right? Because we know they can run the football. They can really run the football. Uh, he's got some weapons, obviously, to throw the football to. You know, how good is Baker Mayfield uh, going to be this year? But I think, I mean, if you're talking about three teams that will come out of a division, it would definitely be the AFC North, no doubt about that. Then I look at, like, an AFC, I look at the AFC South. Like, I like the, you know, it depends on Carson Wentz. Like, I think, I, to me, the Colts were right there last year. Like, they lost that AFC playoff game. I can't even think of who they lost it to. But it was a close game, lost by like three points or something like that. Phillip Rivers was trying to drive him at the end. It ultimately didn't work out. You get a Carson Wentz, as long as he's healthy. That defense, Darius Leonard and those guys on defense are tremendous. That's where, to me, the bread is buttered for the Colts. I realize the offensive line is going to be good. Carson Wentz is going to get protection. You know, they sh- they're going to be able to run the football. You're like, I like the Colts, right? Jaguars, Texans, not really. But the Titans, you add Julio Jones to that mix uh, with Derrick Henry, right? You know, they need it to be better, however, defensively. So we'll ultimately have to see what also happens with the Tennessee Titans. As I mentioned, plenty of National Football League talk today here on Box to Row. I am your host, Donald Ware. We'll get into the NFC. 
Uh, we'll talk matchups also on the program. Up next here on Box to Row, going to be joined by Steve Weich of NFL Network. Missed any of our shows? How about our conversations with some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment? Check out Box to Row podcast at boxtorow.com or on Apple Podcasts. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Rowe, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving $2 million away to the bottom amongst 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll! So come place an order at www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. That's www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet. Marjorie's Beef Jerky. Yeah, that's right. Because that's the way we roll. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row. Box to Row. Box to Row. Box to Row. Three till infinity. Souls of mischief. Big shots out to Oakland and the Bay Area. Steve White. Steve White's going to join us in a couple of minutes here on Box to Row. We're going to talk some National Football League on the program. Get his thoughts on the National Football League as a whole and on some specific football teams for radio stations in our area taking a look at the national football league schedule sunday seahawks gonna be at the colts that's a good matchup right like the seahawks maybe i don't know under achieved a bit last year maybe russell wilson a bit especially down the stretch and in the playoffs more specifically i watched the game uh, that that the uh, uh the uh, seahawks played in the playoffs uh, the Colts as well had an opportunity in the playoffs as well. Could not get it done opening week of the playoffs. Jaguars at the Texans. Boy, one of these teams needs to be 1-0 to start the season in the worst way. Don't, it's, you know, Tyrod Taylor's, I, I think Tyrod Taylor's gotten a raw deal. Obviously in San Diego last year with the whole uh, medical issue that wasn't even his fault. Justin Herbert got his start and ultimately was really, really good. Uh, but I think I think Tyrod Taylor's decent. The problem is he just doesn't have a lot of – she's not a good football team there. Uh, the Falcons are going to be hosting the Eagles again. The Falcons need to look for some redemption. Matt Ryan's got some receivers, even less Julio Jones. He's got some receivers. Uh, the Eagles, I, I want to see Jalen Hurts, but I don't think the Eagles are going to be very good uh, this year, although they may win a couple of games in the division because the NFC East, I mean, well, not just the East, but anytime you're playing a divisional matchup, I mean, it's just, you know, everybody has a chance, and it's not like the Eagles are that bad. San Diego Chargers are at the Washington football team. I talked about this. Maybe Washington shows Justin Herbert some things a little bit differently should be a pretty good football game. As a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to the Giants and the Washington football team. Next Thursday, I'm going to be in Washington for that football game. 
The Bills are hosting the Steelers. What a game out of the blocks. Both teams looking to win respective divisions out of the blocks. That's a good football game. Lions hosting the 49ers. The Bengals uh, are hosting the Vikings. The Jets are at the Carolina Panthers. The Cardinals at the Titans. Let's see how the Cardinals look. I'm interested to see what the Cardinals are going to look like this year. Um, uh, We'll see. They need to take that next step. The Chiefs are hosting the Browns. Uh, That's a 425 kickoff Eastern time. That's going to be a big-time football game. The Dolphins are at the Patriots, a divisional matchup in the AFC East. The Broncos at the Giants. The Packers are at the Saints. The Sunday night game, the Bears are at the Rams. What are the Rams going to do? Matthew Stafford is the quarterback now. They feel like, meaning the Rams, they've upgraded at quarterback. He's got all kinds of weapons and defense is going to be pretty good as well. I think it's Rams or bust. And then the Monday night football game, the Las Vegas Raiders are hosting the Baltimore Ravens. So we'll see ultimately how all of these matchups in week one of the National Football League play out. Let's talk some National Football League here on Box to Row. And to do that, we go out and, of course, get one of the best. Steve Weich has been with NFL Network for a number of years. As a matter of fact, you can catch him on NFL Network programming and specifically on NFL Now. As a matter of fact, caught him doing some preseason games. I know he probably had a lot of fun with that. As Steve Weich joins us here on Box to Row. What's going on, Steve? Donna, my man. Good, good hearing your voice. Must mean it's football season. It is, man. Let, let me ask you, how did you enjoy... I don't. I mean, I'm. I mean, you're you're well versed in all things National Football League, but I think it's a little bit different when you're you're calling games, right? You're you're the analyst. How, how did that go? It was awesome. I mean, it was one of the best experiences I've had. You know, I did two preseason games for the Falcons um, in the booth as an as an analyst, along with DJ Shockley, Coy Wire, and uh, Justin Kutcher. Those two revolve with with DJ and Coy, but. It was great. I mean, because you're in the moment, you're in the second. You're, you know, you're dealing with stuff that, you know, you you can't wait for a coach or a player or someone to give you an analysis or whatever would happen. So it's it's just really great to provide the viewer with insights um, that they're not going to get. And with me being a reporter, not a former player, but somebody who's really plugged in and well informed, I can share a lot of insight as it pertains to the Falcons specifically since I was with the Falcons broadcast team that they just weren't going to get anywhere else. So it was, it was really a highlight. I, I'm just so grateful to get that opportunity and hopefully that's a relationship that continues. Yeah, I hope so, man. It's different. But to your point, you've been doing this a long time and yeah. man, you, you, uh, when it comes to national football league, I mean, I don't know a whole lot of people that know the league better than you from all perspectives of the league so to your point bringing that that aspect and that insight uh is a great thing so let's talk some national football league i think one of the you know the i mean it's been so many hot button topics during the offseason the cam newton situation aaron Rodgers. so i want to get your thoughts a lot of stuff going on right so i want to get your thoughts on chicago the bears starting andy dalton that is over justin fields uh, your, your thoughts on that? Well, look, it's a situation clearly Matt Nagy, who's a coach I respect, knows a lot more than we do. Because on the surface, what we saw of Justin Fields in preseason, he looks like somebody 
that Bears fans that, that can provide Bears fans hopes. Andy Dalton is not a scrub, though. Okay, he he went through a lot last year with a bad Dallas team and actually kept them in some games. And I just think that early on, Nagy knows that Justin Fields will see some defensive looks and see some defensive personnel, like Aaron. I'm mean, like Aaron Donald in the in the opener that he, like players he's never seen before. So I think he kind of wants him to get that sideline perspective and for Dalton to try to keep the Bears competitive because we're going to see Justin Fields at some point this season. That's going to happen. Um, it's just going to it's going to depend on to me how much trouble Nagy's job is in because he he's coming in on the hottest seat of any coach in the NFL and if they start losing ball games you know if they go 0 and 3 he's going to Justin Fields really quick but if they're you know 3 and 3 3 and 4 in and out competitive we're going to see Justin Fields a little bit later on but we will see him at some point yeah your thoughts uh I mean a real big shocker like a huge shocker last week when it was announced that Cam Newton had been cut by the Patriots, a lot is you know a lot of it. People are, are, are talking about well because he wasn't vaccinated and and uh, and so forth, which which may be I don't know it could be the reason he not because he wasn't vaccinated, but because he allowed for Mac Jones to have you know maybe three more days for the Patriots to really look at him. But your thoughts? Uh, what actually happened there in New England? Well, we don't know what actually happened because we know that place is the Steel Curtain. Or not the steel curtain, but the iron curtain um, when it comes to the real truth and information flow. But by all accounts, people I spoke to, Mac Jones beat him out. It was one of those things that all things being equal, they were going to go with the player um, who's going to be there for longer. Cam Newton was on a one-year rental anyway. And the fact that Mac Jones is vaccinated is going to be available unless he gets injured. And you know, like you said, when Cam Newton had to miss five practices because of COVID protocol, which went to show he wasn't vaccinated, he let somebody get in his chair, so to speak. He let someone take his reps in joint practices against the Giants, and he fared well. He earned the trust of his teammates. When you look at some of the things veteran players, respect the guys like Matthew Slayer said about him, they weren't saying those things out loud about Cam. Now, it's not as if Cam stunk it up. Or Cam was a jerk. That's not fair to him. But all things being equal, Mac Jones beat him out, and that's the decision they went. And I think they cut him because a lot of people feel, and this happens a lot, especially with black quarterbacks, that they're not, you know, they're not going to keep him as backups. But you know, Cam's a huge presence. He is a huge presence, and a lot of teams may be worried about a guy like him with so much charisma and presence being in a locker room as the backup, with a rookie being the starter. Will Cam play this season, in your opinion? Great question. Um, I think he will get a shot. It is not going to be anytime soon. It may take an injury. Um, but then again, if he, if he remains unvaccinated, if, if a quarterback is injured, there is a five-day onboarding process, and that's going to hurt him. That will hurt him. Um, you know, especially if someone available who teams can get in right away. I mean, a five-day onboarding process, that's a week. That's a week's worth of practice. So this is a decision Cam's going to have to make because I'm telling you right now, even though a lot of people got on Urban Meyer for saying it out loud, 
I have spoken to representatives from a lot of teams, and unvaccinated players are going to be at a disadvantage when it comes to joining a team during the season if they're available and are needed. Steve Weich of NFL Network. Check him out on NFL Network programming and specifically on NFL Now. He joins us here to talk some National Football League on Box to Row. Before we talk about a couple of the specific teams, one of the I think one of the more intriguing uh, divisions is going to be the NFC East. I mean, it's a big joke. It's the NFC least. But, I mean, I think when you're talking about the Washington football team, who I think not only is going to win it, but it's going to be very, very good this year, the Cowboys, I mean, I made the mistake of hyping the Cowboys last year, right, and they didn't do much of anything, although it does look like things will be different this year. The Giants are going to be a better football team. They've improved. Who do you think ultimately comes out of the NFC East as champs? It, that's a great question. It, it's such a tough call because Dallas is the most talented, uh, especially with Dak back, and, and their defense is going to be better. Washington has just got a cutthroat defense and defensive talent and enough talent on offense to grind through some games. Um, and the Giants, like you said, will be better. So much depends on their quarterback, Daniel Jones, and his ability to take care of the ball and on Saquon Barkley's durability. And so, you know, because of that, all things being equal, I still like the Washington football team because I do think a team that can get after Dak Prescott into force takeaways and to force a lot of punts will have an advantage over a team that just doesn't that doesn't give their offense more opportunities to score. I think Washington's going to give their offense, because of the defense, opportunities to score on shorter fields, and because they'll generate takeaways, they're going to give their offense two to three more possessions a game. So I like Washington as of right now. Steve Weich of NFL Network joins us here on Box to Row. We're going to step aside, take a break, come back with more of Steve Weich as you've got it locked into Box to Row. This is your weekly edition of the Box to Row Blitz. I'm Donald Ware. First, I want to take you to Clinton, Mississippi for a Thursday matchup between Albany State and Mississippi College. First game of the season for both teams. Albany State got out to the 7 to nothing lead. But it wasn't enough for the Golden Rams. Banu gets rid of it. Rashad Jordan, 35, 40, midfield, and he may go 40, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Rams. 74-yard pass play for the TD. That was my main man, Freddie Fresh Suttles, on the Albany State Sports Radio Network. Golden Rams would go on to defeat Mississippi College 24 to nothing. Now, let me take you to Huntsville, Alabama, for a big-time showdown between host Alabama A&M and South Carolina State. We're going to pick things up in the second quarter with the Bulldogs again on the road, trailing 21 to 17. Shotgun formation for Corey Fields. Back to pass, looking left, throwing long. Got a man out there, caught! South Carolina State, touchdown! Corey Fields from 46 yards out with 24 seconds to go in the first half. The Bulldogs, South Carolina State, retakes the lead. 24 to 21 was the score at halftime. South Carolina State would extend its lead on an eight-yard Kendrell Flowers touchdown run with 14-41 remaining in the third quarter. But Alabama A&M would answer. Action pass. Glass going to roll the pocket. Hits Johnson in the corner. Touchdown Bulldogs. Kendrick Johnson. 
from a quill glass and the Bulldogs pulled to within 31 to 28, but AAMU wasn't done. Pass to Jenkins this time at the 10. Jenkins makes another move into the end zone. Brian Jenkins Jr. Touchdown Bulldogs. A gain from glass and the Alabama A&M Bulldogs regain the lead at 35 to 31. But South Carolina State's Bulldogs would answer as we're still in the third quarter with about two minutes remaining. They run the option. Fields cuts back up the middle. Fields get the first down and more. At the 40, at the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Corey Fields, touchdown, South Carolina State. 54 yards and South Carolina State led 38 to 35. The South Carolina State Bulldogs would add a field goal to increase its lead to 41 to 35. Then, with about six and a half remaining in fourth quarter, Alabama AM would respond. First and goal. Here's a snap. Here's Glass with the fake. He'll spin into the end zone. Touchdown, Bulldogs! Let me shout out two entities. That was Ted Dixie on WJAB in Huntsville. Also, the South Carolina State calls were courtesy of the South Carolina State Bulldog Football Radio Network. My folks, Ernest Robinson and Bill Hamilton on the call. Alabama A&M held on to beat South Carolina State 42-41. to Now I'm going to take you to Miami Gardens, Florida for the HBCU National Game of the Week between Jackson State and Florida A&M. The Rattlers got on the board first with a field goal in the first quarter to take the three to nothing lead early in the second quarter jackson state would strike sanders underneath center looking to give jsu the lead he takes a snap goes with the quarterback sneak again it is a touchdown jackson state takes his first lead at 6-3 pending the outcome of the point after shador sanders son of Deion sanders first collegiate touchdown and jackson state would lead seven to three florida a&m would add a field goal in the second quarter to pull to within seven to six. Now we're going to move all the way inside of two minutes remaining in the ball game with the score still seven to six and the Rattlers driving. Marodovich backs up into the shotgun. Has to hurry the play clock winding down. There's a snap. He's under pressure. Junior in big trouble. Down he goes. James Houston with the sack along with Cameron Silman. What a play by Houston and Silman to wrap this game up. That was my man Rob J on the JSU Sports Radio Network. And in Greenville, South Carolina, Jalen Fowler, it's a play fake. Fowler has time. Down the right seam. Hunt gone. 30-yard line. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aggies. Yours truly and Al Swan on the Aggie Sports Radio Network. Ron Hunt, 74-yard touchdown reception. Pulled the Aggies to within 26 to 18 early in the fourth quarter. But ultimately, the Aggies fell to Furman, 29 to 18. Box to Row, the radio show, airs weekly on radio stations across the country, including Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on ESPNU on Sirius XM. That's Channel 84. To listen to the show or for more information, log on to BoxToRow.com. We're back here on Box to Row. We're talking some National Football League. We've got one of the best to do it. Steve Weich of NFL Network. You can check him out all across NFL Network programming and specifically on NFL Now as he joins us on the program. Okay, so let's talk some of the teams. We'll begin with the Panthers for our listeners on Buzz Sports Radio and Hot 97.9 in the Raleigh-Durham area. Sam Darnold, now the quarterback. 
Christian McCaffrey still there, one of the best backs in the league. Is this st- what do you think about the Panthers? Are they still sort of in a rebuilding mode? Can they, in fact, challenge in that NFC South? They're definitely in a rebuilding mode, but not, but not as like a team starting from scratch. I think this is a very dangerous football team. If they get a couple wins early to get some confidence, to get some buy-in, for people to trust Sam Darnold, and for him to trust you know, his, himself and what they're doing there, I think they could be a very dangerous football team. This is a young defense that got J.C. Horn cornered, that has some young guys who can get after the quarterback. And I think offensively, you know, look, Matt Rule can coach. I'm a big Matt Rule guy. and Joe Brady can do his thing. I think this is a scary team. I know everyone's got Tampa because they brought everyone back going to the Super Bowl again. And they're, and they're, de- and they're clearly the team to beat. And New Orleans with Jameis is going to be a challenging team. That's going to be a tough team to beat. But I think Carolina is going to be a thorn in the side of every team they play, and it would not stun me if they are challenging for a playoff berth by the end of the season. You know, for the Kansas City Chiefs, our listeners on KCPZ, 96.3 FM in Kansas City, last time we saw the Chiefs' uh, real problems uh, in the Super Bowl, to your point, against uh, the Buccaneers. The uh, offensive line was just in shambles, a lot of that. Uh, due to injury Uh, you know we know Patrick Mahomes we know he can play we know he's got all kinds of weapons wide receivers uh, tight end etc the offensive line how is that line uh, looking and and will we do you think we'll see uh, the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl this year I do in the AFC but the AFC is tougher than it's been I mean Cleveland is no joke Buffalo is no joke Um, so they're going to be challenged like they haven't been challenged in previous years where there was just two or three teams because Baltimore is going to be there. Tennessee is going to be there. Even their own division. I mean, the Chargers, if they stay healthy, my God, they're loaded. Um, the Raiders can score. But their offensive line is better. I mean, they got Orlando Brown to play tackle. They got him from the Ravens. Um, they got Duvernay Tardif. He is back. Remember, he was the excellent guard who opted out last year. He's, he's also a medical doctor. Uh, from Canada, too. So and he stayed up in Canada to help hospitals during the COVID situation. He's back. So that offensive line is going to be really good. Travis Kelsey, you know, there's not there's not a better tight end in the NFL. And you've got all those receiving threats and running back threats. They're going to be right there because they've got the best quarterback in the league. Tom Brady's got the rings, but on pure talent and just pure being able to, to win games on his own, Patrick Mahomes is there. So so Kansas City is clearly the team to beat in the AFC. Follow Steve at Weich89, W-Y-C-H-E-89 on Twitter. As he talks some National Football League with us here on the program. Tennessee Titans for our listeners on Nashville Free Radio in Nashville, Tennessee. So the, the Titans at Julio Jones. They've got Henry. I mean, they've got a, got a solid team. They needed to get better defensively. Did they, in fact, do that? Uh, and and uh, your thoughts, are they the, the, the front runners, if you will, in the AFC South, or is it the Colts? Your, your thoughts on the Titans? No, they're the front runners in the AFC South, and I like them. Um, getting Julio Jones is going to change the dynamic of the team. It's still going to be built around Derrick Henry, but now you've got two outside receiving threats who you don't have to go deep. These guys can catch it and run. They're going to move the chains. The explosive playability in the passing game, it was there last year. It's going to be different this year because it's not going to be as tight end centric. 
So uh, I think offensively they're going to be just fine. Derrick Henry probably won't get as many touches. You know, he's had 400 touches like two years in a row, you know, per season. So they, they've got to lighten that load a little. Um, but they're the team to beat in the AFC South. Indianapolis with some of its injuries, you know, are, are, are you know, a liability. And the other two teams are just two years away from being two years away. Um, but defensively, I don't know. That's the big question mark. I don't know if they're better defensively. And, look, they don't have to be a top-five defense. They've just got to be able to get some takeaways to give their offense possessions so they can compete against teams that can lie at the scoreboard like Buffalo and Kansas City. So for the Steelers, our listeners on WGBN in Pittsburgh, Roethlisberger um, is back. I really, I mean, I thought Roethlisberger was doing, you know, was doing well for a point there uh, last season, seemed to do well in the preseason. Yes, the running game was a big issue. Started out really good last year, actually, and then just fell apart offensive line, but maybe some rejuvenation, right, with Najee Harris. Um, your thoughts on the Steelers in that very tough AFC North that also includes the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, it's a brutal division, but, I mean, that's nothing new except the, the Browns are, are the most talented team in the division. But when it comes to the Steelers, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, ah, oh, you know, Pouncey's gone and Villanueva's gone. They had to, you know, they had to make changes up front. It just wasn't good last year. So they're hoping that some of the replacements – can step up. They can't necessarily play power football. They might have to be more outside zone run scheme. But Najee Harris is that dude. I saw him in the Hall of Fame game. I've seen him. I've talked to people. He is a special one. And if he stays healthy, that running game is going to be better. That offense is going to be better. It's going to take the load off of Ben. Look, there were games last year where Ben was throwing the ball 50 times a game. Can't do that. Right? So I think they're going to be better. This defense is spectacular with Patrick, they can ever figure out the contract situation with T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward. They're strong at all levels on defense. No need to worry there. Um, it's just that division. I mean, Cleveland is real. They are real. Um, I don't think the hype is going to overwhelm them. And the Ravens, you know, they're, they're always there. So if the Steelers can run the football and have a more balanced attack, I, I think they're going to be right there competing for a playoff berth. A couple of more thoughts for Steve Weich of NFL Network, who joins us here on the program. For the our, the Jaguars, our listeners on XL1010 in Jacksonville. So, obviously, Urban Meyer, the head coach there, new quarterback, obviously, and, and Trevor Lawrence. I, you know, I, they have some talent, at least offensively. I mean, I really like James Robinson. I think the Travis Etienne injury, obviously, sort of really sets them back. Um but, but your thoughts, and how good do you think Trevor Lawrence will be? It's going to be tough for Trevor. Um, offensive line issues. And that's, look, with any quarterback who's the first overall pick or second overall pick, they're going to a team that has issues. We saw it with Joey Burrow last year in Cincinnati, who was fantastic until just the beating he took because of a suspect offensive line led them having a season-ending injury. Let's just hope Trevor Lawrence does not – take a beating like that and, and get hurt because we saw some issues in preseason. You know, they've got to run the ball to take some of the pressure off of him, um, which is something like the Bengals didn't do to use the Burrow comparison. He's got an opportunity to be good, but let's, you know, we, you're going to have to slow the roll on him being great right away just because the offensive line 
um, has really got some growing to do. I think their defense is going to be pretty good, um, but it's just it's going to be a year where, look, if they can get close to six or seven wins and show progress along the way, I think that's a win. And then lastly, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, our listeners on WURK 96.3 FM uh, in Tampa. Obviously, Super Bowl champs, everybody returns, 100% vaccination. Like, they're doing everything right. Any reason to believe that the Bucs won't repeat as Super Bowl champs? Well, I mean, look, they're going to get every team's, you know, all, it's a cliche and a stereotype, but it's true. They're going to be getting everybody's big hit. And so to stay mentally dialed in for 17 games now is not the easiest thing to do. I think having Tom Brady there helps with that because he's done it before. right? Gronk has done it before with the Patriots. That really helps. But, you know, we, we talk so much about the weapons and Tom Brady. The reason why the Bucks are the team to beat in the NFC is their defense. Look at the way they played, like, the final five regular season games and then the postseason. In the postseason, they allowed four passing touchdowns and had six interceptions, either six interceptions or six takeaways. They were just finding themselves when they stomped all over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Then they add Tryon in the draft as a pass rusher. He's a monster. So if they stay healthy, I mean, they could, they could be legendary, right? So – I still like – I mean, the competition is not going to be easy. The Packers, they're going to be a threat. I don't think their defense is going to be as good as it was last year. Um, the teams coming out of the West, San Francisco, the Rams, the Seahawks, very dangerous. And, and again, I think the Saints, even with the quarterback change, are going to be a problem. But there's no reason, health withstanding, why the Bucks are not at least in the NFC Championship. Last last thought. How good a time did you have at the Pro Football Hall of Fame game? Great. Great. I mean, the Pro Football Hall of Fame game was, was, was fantastic with the Cowboys and the Steelers. And being in there for the Hall of Fame is great just because, you know, that's where I get the fanboy. Right? I get to see all of these guys who I grew up watching and, and things like that. And then last weekend I got to go to the Black College Football Hall of Fame game between Tennessee State and Grambling. I was part of the broadcast crew. And that was great as well. Um because we, as we know, 34 of the Pro Football Hall of Famers attended or were involved with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So the game was in Canton, Ohio. You have a lot of legends there. Saw Eddie George coach his first game. He's a new head coach at Tennessee State. So I got the fanboy a little bit there as well with some of the legends who were in attendance to watch those, uh, those college players kick their season off. Check him out on NFL Network programming, specifically NFL Now, and follow him on Twitter. At Weich89. He is Steve Weich. He joins us here on Botch to Row. Always great to catch up with you, Steve. And we'll talk with you real soon. Appreciate you, Donald. Steve and I go back a little ways. And, I mean, you're talking about a guy who really knows the National Football League in and out. It is Steve Weich of NFL uh, Network. Joins us on the program. A graduate, as a matter of fact, of Howard University. I remember when Steve uh, was uh, was a beat writer for the Washington Wizards at the Washington Post. Uh, but uh, he and I, I think maybe around 2007, a mutual friend of ours that uh, he also knew, we got connected, and he's been coming on the show for in excess of 10 years. Your thoughts on anything that Steve Weich had to say? Hit us up via Twitter at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O, 
R-O-W, of course, we broke down or he broke down all of the respective teams in the market in which we have a radio station. So I want to hear from you Titans fans, uh, you Chiefs fans, Carolina fans, et cetera, et cetera. Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. The National Football League talk continues here. On the other side. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Box to Row and on Facebook at From the Press Box to Press Row. And don't forget to tell your friends to check out all of the latest from Box to Row. Box to Row. Box to Row. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitby, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsboro. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's, and in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. It's Donald Ware from the Press Box to Press Row. Wide of NFL Network joining us in the last segment here on Box to Row. Again, you can react to anything that Steve had to say. Hit us up via Twitter at Box to Row, B O X T O R O W. So I want to talk about look at, uh, we had a chance at the beginning of the program to look at that AFC or the, the divisions of the AFC. I want to look at the NFC now, and I'm going to start with the NFC East. And I'm not being biased. I'm trying to be as unbiased as I possibly can. I look at this division, and last year around this same time, uh, I I was like, the Dallas Cowboys are the team to beat. They have all of the weapons. I was wrong about Dak Prescott last year, meaning that he didn't necessarily need, not that he didn't need Zeke, but Zeke wasn't as effective uh, and and Zeke needed to hold out for the money and and uh, to this point, you know, he's got a fumbling issue. Meaning Zeke, um, you know, maybe it's rectified the offensive line. Uh, well, at least last year wasn't great, but Dak was really really good going back a couple of years ago. Well, you know, Dak, uh, even though Dak was hurt, the Cowboys didn't start off well at all. Anyway, offensive line problems still got you know obviously offensive line problems. Uh, you know, game obviously on uh, on Thursday against the Buccaneers. I'm not picking the – I can't pick the Cowboys because I don't trust the Cowboys going back to last year. A lot of the same personnel. Maybe it was a meshing issue. I don't know. A lot of the same personnel uh, from last year. I really like the Washington football team in this division. Um, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick for whatever you want to say about him. I mean, it, it, he's definitely an upgrade at the quarterback position from whether it was Dwayne Haskins uh, or whether it was uh, Alex Smith, who I thought played valiantly. Nothing wrong. I mean, he played, he did what he could, 
But down the stretch, he just wasn't mobile at all. Um, you know, I, I, I happen to like Kyle Allen. I don't think Kyle Allen has, you know, he only played like one preseason game and it didn't go well at all. He was still injured from last year. But I think if you talk about Fitzpatrick being able to manage the game, he's got all kinds of weapons. Logan Thomas at tight end, you know, running game. That's the offensive line is definitely solid. Um, you know, very deep at wide receiver. We talked about that with Ron or with Ron Rivera going back a couple of weeks ago here on the program. Then the defense is a top three defense in the National Football League. Um, I like I like the Washington football team coming out of this division, but I like the Giants as well. Like I think Daniel Jones. I think this is going to be the year. Like he he's shown some things, right? But he's he's got a problem protecting the football, whether that's fumbling, whether it's throwing interceptions. I mean, maybe the offensive line isn't great, but he's got some weapons. That defense is really, really good. Uh, And then I just don't think the Eagles are ready. Not enough talent uh, there in Philadelphia. I definitely like the Washington football team in this division, and I think it's just a one-team division. Like, it's not going to be two teams. It's not going to be a division winner and a playoff team. I don't think it's going to be one team coming out of that uh, division, and I like the Washington football team in the NFC East. NFC West is interesting. Like, you've legitimately got four good football teams. It's hard for me to call the division, right? I think the Cardinals will take that next step. Um, you know, you add an A.J. Green uh, to to that aerial assault and that into in being able to, you know, to to run the football uh, as well, right? Quarterback play is essential, and I think that quarterback play steps up for the Cardinals. I look at the Rams; they add Matthew Stafford. They've got, you know, Cup, and I mean, got all these guys. The defense should be really, really good. You know, the 49ers, I think, with Garoppolo. Um, you know, they were injured. The 49ers were injured last year. That was the problem with the 49ers. That defense uh, it looks to be stout again this year. And then the Seahawks, like, you know, Russell Wilson. Like, I mean, I, you know, he, he played well in the beginning. Like, remember, Russell Wilson was in that MVP running last year uh, early on when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, who was obviously pretty consistent throughout the course of the season. Uh, but you know he's got to play. He's got to he's got to be consistent throughout the course of the season. Started throwing a lot of interceptions the second half of the season. I mean, I guess if I had to pick a team, like I'm going to go with the Rams because I think the Rams have the most talent of all of the teams. I think the coaching is there, and by the way, the coaching is really good for all four of those teams. Man, that's going to be a super tough division. I'm thinking ultimately when it's all said and done, I think the L.A. Rams come out of the NFC West ultimately. Let's take a look at the NFC North. I mean, you know, I'm not sold on the Vikings. Like, I thought the Vikings could be decent last year. I mean, Kirk Cousins, you know, at quarterback, like, he's, he's okay, right? I mean, they've got some weapons. I think we're... You know, to me, what was a surprise and a bit of a disappointment was the defense. In spite of Kirk Cousins, you know, I thought the defense at least would be 
would be better than good. The defense was terrible for the Vikings. I mean, you know, Zimmerman's a defensive-minded guy. I mean, they had a really good defense going back to the 2019 season, meaning the Vikings, and the defense was an absolute disappointment uh, on last year. I mean, I, you know, the Lions, like, mm, nah. I mean, the Lions just aren't they, they just aren't going to be good. I mean, you know, I think Brad Holmes as the general manager, we had him on the program um, last month. I mean, I think, you know, he's going to be good. I think he's going to do some good things. They just have so many – it's just so much that they have to overcome right there. Um, you know, new head coach. Also, the Bears are really the X factor. Uh, how long is and like, I think like it just didn't work out for Andy Dalton last year with the Cowboys. I th- And I thought that would be a plus for the Cowboys in case Dak ever did go down. And he ultimately did. But I mean, just the offensive line was so bad and, you know, Dalton just didn't excel, but he's a guy that has had some years in the league. I mean, went to the play. It was a perennial playoff, you know, perennially the Bengals went to the playoff. Is he that same guy? I uh, know. Does he have an AJ green type of weapon? I mean, he's, you know, he's got Robinson back. There's a really good, you know, I mean, you know, Tariq Cohen, you know, he, he's still going to be out, right. He's going to be out for a while. So how's that offense going to look? But I mean, the bears are really good defensively. But listen, we can talk about the NFC North all day. We can talk about the Bears and what the Bears can or cannot do. Uh, we can talk about the Vikings, you know, Kirk Cousins. And, you know, it, 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 he's not that quarterback. I, I mean, he can be that quarterback. Like, he's not going to, you know, he, he throws a lot of interceptions, I think, at the most inopportune times. But he is a quarterback that you could win a Super Bowl with, I think. But I don't think the Vikings can will win a Super Bowl. But obviously the team coming out of the NFC North is going to be the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the whole drama in the offseason with Aaron Rodgers uh, not wanting to play and, and, and the Packers stood pat, called his bluff. I mean, they made some concessions, no doubt. But ultimately, when he said he w- it was reported or he said through people that he wasn't going to come back, he ultimately came back to the Packers, whether this is one year. This is, you know, this is the year the Packers got to get it done. Packers don't get it done this year. They're not going to get it done. Um, you know, I think they, ha- you know, they have the offensive line, obviously with Adams at receiver. You know, they got some weapons, the running game, the defense got to be pretty good. But I think in the NFC North, I mean, I think the, the, they just run away with that division. I mean, I think you know, at the worst, they're going to win. They may lose two games in the division because those division games are always, as I mentioned before, always going to be very competitive. I mean, I think they sweep the Lions. Maybe they split with the Bears and the Vikings. Actually, I think they lose one game in the the division, and one of those games is either going to be to the Bears or the Vikings. The other, they're going to sweep the Lions, and then either the Bears or the Vikings, they'll sweep them. Uh, depending upon which team I think actually wins a game uh, against the Packers, running away with that division. NFC South. So, you know, Jameis Winston at quarterback, right, for the Saints. You know, what's what's the deal with Michael Thomas? Now, you you know, you cut a running back. Alvin Kamara is going to get more. He's going to have more of a workload. This is a guy that already has a massive l- workload 
uh, overall, you know, in the run game, right, he's, he's going to get those carries. Now does he get a lot more carries? You know, how good is the Saints defense? Like, those are question marks right there. I think Jameis Winston's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine, right? Um, I think the time that he had to play to start the one game that he did last year uh, to learn the offense, it's a good quarterback. Like, you can, you know, we can go back to the 2019 season, 33, you know, 30 uh, interceptions. Yeah, but he threw 33 touchdowns. He threw for over 5,000 yards. So, you know, I don't really look at numbers, but I, I mean, the eye test to me has always said that James Winston's a solid quarterback. The Panthers, McCaffrey, what's Sam Darnold going to do? Defense, maybe not going to be that solid. Matt Ryan and the Falcons, like, this has got to be the year. Like, this has got to be the year for the Falcons. Like, you got to step it up. New head coach, right? What are the Falcons going to do? But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, perhaps the Falcons or the Saints could come out of the South as a wild card, and they probably will because I think in the NFC East, there's not going to be a wild card team. It's going to be a division winner. And in the West, I mean, you could legitimately have three teams coming out of the West that are wild card teams. So with that said, uh, you know, is there another team or is there going to be a wild card team in the NFC South? Could be the Falcons, could be the Saints. We know, obviously, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this, like I, I mean, on paper, the Buccaneers should win the Super Bowl, but look how hard it is to repeat a Super Bowl champion. So I'm going to go with the trend and say that the Bucs will not win the Super Bowl this year, but they're, de- I mean, they're definitely coming out of the South, no doubt about it. You know, I think they match up with the Packers in that NFC championship game in a rematch. And I think the Packers ultimately get them this year. Um, in the AFC, it's hard to pick against the Chiefs to repeat as Super uh, to repeat as AFC champs and to go back to the Super Bowl. I mean, they had everything sitting right in front of them. Did the Chiefs just didn't have that offensive line together? Injuries hurt the Chiefs. I think ultimately, not to mention a good uh, you know game plan by Todd Bowles and that Buccaneers defense. That's why, like. The only reason I'm not picking the Bucks is because I'm going with the percentages, right? I mean, on paper, I think you everybody comes back, all the starters. It's a good football team, uh, but we'll ultimately see how the season plays out. My time is about up. I thank you for yours. Thank you to Steve White of NFL Network for joining us on the program. For more information on Box to Row, we've got some great stuff on our website. Log on to our website at BoxToRow.com. Also, don't forget to check out Box to Row on YouTube. If you were around, please take a moment to reflect on the events of 9-11. It's been 20 years. And as a matter of fact, if your life is not right with God, get it right with God right now because you are not promised tomorrow. I want to welcome our newest affiliate and those listening to us in Austin, Texas, on KAZI. Thank you for making Box to Row a part of your day. And always remember to support those that support your Box to Row is presented by DW Communications. I know, but 